with another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. To the moon! To the moon! <laughs> Joining me is a, this illustrious cast of individuals. We got Nick Anacelli, who, who, who y'all know. He always here, sometimes, and stuff. And hold on, let me see if I can... Yeah, there we go. We got a... Uh, because I, I point opposite ways. Got Brian, Mr. <laughs> UWO up here. Hi, everybody. Then joining us. Hold on. See, I'll just do like this. There we go. Catacorner. Catacorner. Yeah. We got Miss Thick Thighs. Save Live. Miss Dominique, how are you, lady? I'm half awake down here. Oh, yeah, because you want to stay up all night with your big girl pants on playing Call of Duty. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> We didn't even have a cameo last night from uh, Uncle Ruckus. Oh, yeah. It, it was joyous, everybody. It was, it was a great old time. You know, I had to carry all my Negro friends, you know, and take them to the white people walk. <laughs> but yes, we, we had so much fun. And uh, we're here today to talk about some professional wrestling. Is that anomaly? Do we got them? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. yes, we can hear you. Horns in the chat. Horns in the chat. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we're here to talk about some professional wrestling and whatnot. So, first and foremost, we got. NXT War Games coming up here tomorrow. We want to have some predictions and all that other things. But before we even get into that, uh, I need to pick my man. Wait, yeah. Anomalies. He's way on the other side. Anomalies brain or whatever. I know you've been looking at the uh, freaking Tag League and the Super Juniors uh, tournament they got going on in New Japan. I need to get your thoughts on both. Who is your standout for the Super Juniors and who is your standout for the Tag League? You're going to kill me. Oh, I'm listening. I haven't even got to watch the Super Juniors at all. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. I'm behind, too. I've actually been more watching uh, AEW and the TNA uh, Impact or whatever the little uh, bridge they got going on. Well, let's transition away from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. I mean, I am behind. I thought you was a little further along than I have. But let's talk about the, the, the Daryl in the room. Let's talk about it. Supposedly, and it has been confirmed by Impact Wrestling's verified account on Twitter that Kenny Omega will be making an appearance this Tuesday on Impact Television. So that is just amazing in itself. When um, we saw the uh, cameo by Don Callis on both Kenny Omega's last big matches and whatnot, you already thought there was something kind of going on. And even if you go further back, when him and Hangman lost the titles, which was pointed out to me, the same black truck when Kenny got in and left and he had told the Young Bucks, he's like, hey, I'm done with this. I'm leaving. I said, you can come with me and we can go down this whole different road or we can just stop right here. But I'm leaving. Now, that's some early seed work and whatnot. So when we heard the news or when you heard the news, lady and gentlemen, what did you think? We saw with Brian. Dream matches. Go right ahead. Nick, go first. Well, Nick, man. My bad. My bad. Um, I just thought the dream matches. Honestly, like seeing FTR in the north, uh, 
machine guns, whatever, versus the bots, just so many different matches. That's what I thought. I just I hope it ain't just a one off what people are saying, but I hope it's not. Word, what you got, Brian? Um, I'm, I'm technically uh, showing my hand for tomorrow, but honest to God, I think this is probably gonna be one of the biggest things in pro wrestling that currently, you know, the buzz hasn't built up just yet. Mm -hmm. But this is a huge, huge thing for AEW. Yeah. Um, for them, I think it's gonna like benefit them in a lot of ways, especially when it comes to Impact. The biggest need, I think, in AEW's eyes that they really need to fix is their women's division. Mm -hmm. And to borrow from Impact's women's division, like they've been doing with NWA, with Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb and uh, Allison Kay, it's going to be amazing. Like, uh, I'm sitting here fantasy booking the women's matches already, like Nyla Rose and Jordan Grace. Oh, or, oh, okay. Big Swole and Kiara got. Damn, Hogan. I was actually yeah. saving that one for last. I was saving that one for last. But yes, Kiara Hogan. <laughs> Kiara Hogan versus Big Swole. You can do Hikaru Shida versus uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Champion mm -hmm. versus champion. I, I know my cohorts don't like her, but you know what I mean? It's it's a big thing. And another thing we can look at is look at the relationships AEW's already developed. You got mm -hmm. AAA in Mexico. Mm -hmm. You have a sort of kind of working relationship with New Japan. Mm -hmm. You got to deal with it, Impact now, mm -hmm. and who knows what could happen with Ring of Honor? Who knows? We may get another Worlds Collide pay per view. Also, you, know you got I mean? um, what's that? Uh, the Oriental Wrestling. Thing. Yeah, the o, the OE OEV o -E or something like that. OWE OWE OWE. Yeah, you got those guys over there in China too. So you know what I mean? Like, there could be another Worlds Collide. I mean, look at the success that Ring of Honor and New Japan had at MSG. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's possibilities for everything. And hell, another thing you can really look at is could they reform the NWA? You know what I'm saying? Like a new territory system where all elite is the main title, but you have champions that travel around and give young guys opportunities. Like I saw a video the other day where somebody was talking about, you know, as much as people love Jungle Boy right now, who knows? Jungle Boy could go to Impact, get a nice little run, and when they're not using him in AEW, when it's time for him to come back, he's already a bigger star. He's perfected his craft, and he can go on a nice run in AEW. So um, the possibilities are endless. Dominique, what you got? I was thinking maybe like with Sammy uh, Guevara and it's like Ray Phoenix in the X Division. Ooh, that's ooh, that's very shit. I can even see MJF in the X Division. You know, to an extent, yeah. you know, just he can be like the, the anti, you know, cruiserweight or X division guy or whatnot, and take the title. Plus, uh, I would also, I would also love to see uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus Lucha Brothers. I think ooh, that would be very exciting. Ooh, that was a sandwich I didn't even know I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, think of all of the flips and kicks and. Yeah. And then the revival oh, will get mad and be like, hey, stop that yeah. shit. <laughs> yep. Just this. I'm just waiting to see Sammy Callahan and um and uh Moxley get back together. I want that CCW oh, reunion. Yeah, that work. What you got, Anomaly? I'm looking at this. It's like something that should have happened 30 something years. Should have happened when McMahon started buying up all the territories. They should have all been together for the greater good and destroyed that fucking prick and that piece of shit Kevin Dunn. Now they're doing it. Now they are combining forces and uniting like Voltron to destroy the evil McMahons. So 
Let's get rid of these sons of bitches. Let's all of us unite and fucking destroy those pieces of shit up north who think they are just the kings of all dinglings. Mm-hmm. I agree. Agree. You know, and it's just yeah. like I'm. I'm thinking about this, and it, it, it's just my thought. The way I look at you know things and everything, we all got different opinions here. That's why everybody is here because I want everybody's takes and pick their brains and whatnot. This shit started with Jericho to me when he left. WWE is like, fuck it. I'm going to New Japan. I do what I want. You know, then he went to New Japan, had a good time or whatever. And then, you know, he's seen this upstart AEW or I mean, not even AEW at the time. It's just this group of guys within the elite, you know, Kenny, the Bucks, Hangman and all them, you know, those guys, they worked different within the system. They band together. They did what they're trying to do now or what we think they're trying to do now just on their level yeah. and they just built from there and they built from there I, because you can kind of tell this from when being the elite was more popular they was just doing their own thing building their own shit building their own brand and it turned into a company and now they could take this company and use the bnd elite format to build relationships with other companies and build it all up into a bigger thing so i just think this is fucking amazing and i am so excited and you can talk all the shit you want about Jericho, how he just fat, leather couch looking motherfucker, but he can outperform the goddamn Undertaker. And I would take Chris Jericho in 30 more WrestleManias before I take the Undertaker in one goddamn more pay-per-view. I agree. <laughs> I, I stand by that. I, I agree with that statement. Now, speaking of the old motherfucker Undertaker, what about this old bastard Sting? It's Sting. Older Leave than Sting alone. Oh, boy. Leave Sting the fuck alone. Fuck him, too. Leave him alone. B-Rob, B-Rob. Fuck your couch, like- man. Leave him alone. I ain't got no couch in here. B-Rob, think of it like this. Fuck right? it anyway. Leave Sting alone, damn it. Oh. How many people fuck you- Sting over in the WWE, man. He deserves this chance to fuck them back. All right. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'll let it slide. Until I can't no more. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. My bad, Nick. Hold on. He had a four-star match with Seth Rollins. Sting did. They could have put that damn title on him and then made him relinquish it the next night on Raw because of injury. But they didn't, and everyone said it was because of age. But yet they put the, the title on Goldberg, who almost killed Undertaker overseas. And himself. This is Sting. True. This is Sting, bro. They fucked Sting over, and he's pissed. I think uh, Sting's connection with uh, Impact slash TNA could also be a good benefit far as helping, like I would say, communication between the wrestlers because he knows how they work. Mm-hmm. He got to get to know how AEW works and everything, even though he know half the damn people there. I think it would still be a good communication part for to have him there between the wrestlers. Um, Dan, here in the chat, uh, what's going on? What's going on now is they're uh, giving creative freedom back to the wrestlers. Something Vince would never do while he's still breathing. You know, and- it, it, takes a, it takes a lot of trust for him to give like people just kind of the mic. And I thought one of them was like the New Day. You kind of let the New Day do what they want. But I can't really name too many you know more what? 
you know, I'm just I'm speaking from as an outsider. I'm I'm speaking from a guy that's just kind of peeping into the window of the business that is professional wrestling. It ain't a window. They opened the door for us. You know, I think the New Day just kind of sold out. You know, they they getting taken care of. I think they they're getting taken care of. I mean, regardless of whatever, I ain't talking about like they, they Uncle Tom and it and shit. But they see, they know they're worth. It. It's like our truth will never lose a job at WWE. The only way our truth will leave is if our truth leaves. He is set for life. He is taken care of, and I believe the New Day is the same way. I mean, losing their Twitch channel, who gives a fuck? They they're still taken care of. Highest merch sellers. Goddamn, they always at the forefront of a uh, public relations. For that company, all three Years of, of war. They yeah, got cereal. <laughs> yeah, they, they they put them in prime position to make money. So that's why I feel like they don't worry about it. If there's like, oh, Xavier, you can't have up, up, down, down no more, and stay here or whatever. Xavier ain't gonna leave WWE to pursue up, up, down, down. I don't think he would. Well, I mean, you know, we got the G4 deal now, so but we got the G four deal. But now let's even look at that. Is that a brokerage deal through WWE or is that on his own merits? Can he walk away from WWE and just sustain himself off G4? That's what we're trying to figure out. And I think that I think that's just WWE being like, here, this is a thing that you think is cool. We'll put you over here. Now you work with us and them. All right, Nick, I know you wanted to go earlier, so go for it. Oh, no. Saying Sting just did sign a multi-year full keyword full-time contract. Obviously, he's not going to be wrestling every week, but full-time multi-year. All right, that's insane. At sixty-one, mm-hmm. uh, Sting has seemed to present the attitude that he's willing to help young wrestlers and is more interested in making sure they succeed instead of grabbing uh, more for him. <laughs> And I hey, told you, right. <laughs> Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may I, may I jump in, Rob? Yeah, stink take. All right, this is my opinion on the stink take, right? And this is where I think there's a difference between WWE fans and pro wrestling fans, right? Now I know WWE fans were like, "Oh, Sting was too old," like Anomaly said earlier. It's not even the fact that he's too old. No. It's about utilizing the people that you have yes. to build your future. AEW is going literally in one debut utilize Sting better than his entire WWE run. Because if you look at the four people that he interacted with, one of his biggest feuds were the Horsemen, a.k.a. Arn Anderson. We looked at him first. Dustin Rhodes, a man that wrestled around the same time as him. Fun fact, never had a match. They've never wrestled each other. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then you go to Cody, who's in the corner, who was one of his uh, biggest cohorts. Dusty Rhodes, also Cody Rhodes' favorite wrestler. Then you get to the very end of the where he was walking to was Darby Allen. Darby Allen, literally, the 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 memes weren't even there. It's like this is what it looks like when your dad comes back from two thousand and one from grabbing soda at the store. You know what I mean? It's like that's yeah. his project. That's what he's doing. They're gonna. I think AEW is going to utilize Sting in the right way, which is building new talent. They're not going to sit there and, quote-unquote, force feed him down our throat a la <coughs> Goldberg. But you know what I mean? Like, they're going to use him the right way. You can use Sting as a character, a la Jake Roberts, what we've been doing with Lance Archer, or Taz. Even though it's Team Taz, he's trying to build up a name for these three young guys. I feel like Sting and Darby Allen is a perfect mix. 
and this is what WWE needs to understand. It's like just because you have an older person that can still go in the ring, whether he can go or not, why don't you use him to utilize and build young stars? Like Mark Henry said it on uh, Busted Open Radio yesterday. Uh, they a Bully Ray asked him, he's like, if we were to send you back right now to work up with somebody to help put them over in NXT, who would you pick? The first name he said, I won't even think about it. He goes, I work with Thick Boy. He goes, I would solidify him. I would make him into that strong powerhouse guy to take my spot. Like, that's what AEW gets, but I feel like WWE doesn't want to do. And that's why they don't develop new stars. Yeah, because Goldberg, like when Goldberg came back, he didn't want to lose the feats. He thought it would hurt his reputation. Goldberg, yeah. Already yeah, like your time's done. done. Your time's yeah. done. It's time to build this guy for the next day. Like yeah. you getting three more months or this guy getting 10 years, which would be more of a like better idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the difference. We get pissed when people come back to WWE all because of all the things that you've said. Because we know that they're going to bump a young guy down and they're going to put this old fuck up. They put my phone on top of me. Hold on. If you're doing sound effects and shit, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) No, but to kind of cut you off, Rob, too, like, even though Goldberg was going to lose the title at Mania regardless, he's going to lose it to Roman, who Roman was already established. So you're not really putting someone over. We got the mayor in the building, Mr. Dan Dinkins. How are you, sir? What up, what up, everybody? What's going on? Now, this is all talking about man here. We were just talking to him uh, proper before we got on the air, and he he was chomping at it. Didn't even type fast enough. What he did out of the and say it itself. Hello. So, what you got for me? My hair, my hair, my clothes. Away here in the chat. let, Let me have it. Yeah, no. What, what was the last thing he was on? Still on Sting, right? Yeah, Sting and AEW. Cool. As I said in the comments, man, first and foremost, when Sting came out, it was just jaw drop. And and as I was like, I was going through some of the sheets, dirt sheets today while at work like I am right now, uh, and, and seeing that nobody knew he was on the way was absolutely impressive. That was number one. But number two, like a bunch of y'all was saying already, like this is going to be beyond, I mean, beyond lucrative for his pockets, this is going to be lucrative for the youth that AEW has and and the growth of their talents. Because as mentioned before, one, he'll be able to get his last match because WWE screwed themselves out of the true last ride in giving him and Taker their first and final matches together in a cinematic match, which I hope AEW could pull off right because that cinematic match with uh with your favorite in uh uh, uh <laughs> Matt Hardy was it <laughs> bad. <laughs> it just it looked bad, but I, I think. As I said in the comments, Sting is going to send Darby Allen into orbit. To the moon! <laughs> His presence is going to send Darby Allen literally to the to the moon and further beyond. Because I already, me personally, I like the kid's style. 
I like I when I first seen him hit the coffin drop was amazing. And and just when you hear his backstory and you know his backstory, like and then see Sting as he came back as the pro Sting and you know, pretty much like the loner Sting. Like that that's Darby Allen. That's Darby Allen. And it's it's gonna it's gonna send that kid into like I said, AEW is gonna have a gold mine with him. Yeah. And it, it's just like it's the consensus across the board here. We can all probably agree. If you old and you had a buzz back in the day, you come to WWE, you 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 trash to me. You know, the a, home, they're not, not going to use you right, or they're going to overuse you and put down other motherfuckers. You can go the fuck home if you go to WWE and you come back. Now, from what I've saw watching the AEW product, and when they bring in somebody like a Tully or Arn or a Sting or Dustin, or anybody like that. Those motherfuckers are purely for mentorship. They in the back. They talking with the young guys. They helping them with their gimmicks. Dean Malenko works there. Jerry Lynn works there. You know, all the great that I feel like, especially Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn, that never really had a big deal at the top. You know, and now they here to give back to the youth and, you know, pretty much give them what they didn't have. Yeah. You didn't say Jerry Lynn's name right, though. You got to say it like you did in ECW. You're Jerry. <laughs> New effing show. But no, you're, you're right, man. Because, like, it, this is why I appreciate Tony Khan as an owner. Because he's not just a. I mean, Vince is a student of the, of the thing. He's been there from the Stone Ages. But Tony Khan is like a real student. I mean, real, real student and fan. Of, of what he's running and he's and he's brought back the professional wrestling company over the show over the show but he's infused it with a lot of pieces that are show like like you know he's got one of the best heels out in MJF who you know he instantly makes you hate him as soon as you look at his snobby face you know he's gone at Carl he's gone at Carl you know, freaking uh, Chris Jericho, man. Chris Jericho doing the best work of his career. And the fact that he's healed Jericho, but, like, not really healed because that probably best theme song in wrestling right now with his own damn song that gets the entire thousand people in Daly's place singing on top of their lungs, you know. And, and then on top of that, FTR with the pure wrestling, tag team wrestling, remembering the tag ropes in the corner, like, it's, it, he's got a mixture of everything. He's got a mixture of everything. The only thing I don't want to see, because, yeah, Mox, he seems like he wants to bring back a little bit of the CZW. I don't want to see them big round grouping, nail things getting lodged in people's heads. I just no, think that's stupid. That. But other than that, bring some of the violence, bring more violence back. All right. Now, um, before we uh, move on a little bit, uh, Dominique, right below yes. This is like Brady Bunch and shit. We got all these squares and shit. Hollywood um, squares. Is that what, what, what we, we, we <laughs> earlier when we were talking and everything? Um, what do you would? What would you like to see? You know, coming up with all these different connections. You know, different companies and brands and whatnot that could potentially be working together. What are your expectations for the women division in AEW or just in whole? Women's division, I think that I would say with the combiner shows that they will actually make a better tag team division. 
that's one thing. They could actually do something with that in between brands. Mm. So I would kind of like to see like Kiara team up with somebody else. Popped up on the screen. And take on anybody from AEW. Honestly, Mm. I would like to see uh, Hikaru versus Jordan Grace. Ooh. Because I mean, despite her stature, uh, Hikaru, she is pretty damn strong. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And we all know uh, Jordan Grace is strong. I mean, we've we seen her in our, our chat. You know, you was walking around. <laughs> you wrong for that. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's one thing I would like to see. Not only that, I wouldn't mind seeing Hikaru versus uh, Kiara. Yeah. Boy, I would see, like to see Kiara versus anybody. Just Kiara. And don't forget, I, support your content creators. Yeah, but honestly, I would say as a, a fantasy, if it were to happen, say if New Japan just so happened to say, hey, you know what, fuck it, we're going to join in. I want to see G.O.D. versus anybody. There even uh, Lucha Brothers, because trust me, that was on my brain. I love me some Tom Tana right off the back. Hair, no hair, which is killing But yes, that, that looked like completely different, but I would like to see the the style of G.O.D. versus somebody completely different. Mm-hmm. And that would really show, like, okay, how can these tag teams go, period. Yeah, so, Ryan, what are your expectations if this goes the way that we kind of game-planned it here today? You know, all the companies kind of join together and they do this uh, big thing for professional wrestling. I mean, what are your dreams and fantasies and, you know, assumptions? What, what what you got on your mind, on your heart? Put it out there. All right. Uh, from my heart, this is what I want. I want a summer show in a football stadium. Summer show. Because, you, you know, they have a football stadium. Yeah. Beautiful place down in Jacksonville. Do it in June. You know what I mean? The weather's kind of nice down there. Like I said, a world's collide. A New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, Triple uh, A, AEW combination. Super fun, but WWE. <laughs> give it, a, give it a five-hour event. Have a tailgate party and everything. Start the show at like two in the afternoon. Everybody home at seven. Just line them up. Okadas. I want Tanahashi's. I want my Naitos. I want my Will Ospreys. I want my GOD. I want my Rapunzel three K, two K, three K, whatever. I want it all. I want Impact involved in this. I'm talking about. I want a great women's gauntlet or some shit. I want Penny Omega versus the top guy over here. I want a blood and guts match like they used to do back in FMW. I want everything in a big ass super show. That would be my ultimate goal. Every company's represented. Titles are on the line. Featured matches with the guys in the back that are willing to do the shit that you want them to do. I think it would be amazing, and I guarantee you they would sell that football stadium out every year. Mm-hmm. Word. Mm-hmm. And it makes yeah. it destination. It's like, hey, in June, we're going to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the football football ain't happening in, in June, so, you know what I'm saying? Hell, you got in place right now, so use the Jacksonville Stadium. There's going to be a lot of uh, triple threat matches. Said oh, in yeah. the <laughs> It could be triple threats. It could just be speed. It could be just be like dream matches. Like I was saying, like uh, every I was talking about how I want Moxley and Can- uh, Callahan to get back together. Hell, let Moxley and Can- uh, Callahan have a death match. 
You know what I'm saying? If that's what they want to do, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Or PCO's old crazy ass wants to jump off some, Lord. you know, have him go. Or have the best of the everyone under 215 pounds in a, in a cruiserweight, like battle, not a battle royal, but like a gauntlet or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you got so much talent there, it's not even funny. All right. Nick, in a perfect world, I mean, what, what are your feelings and thoughts about this? As I've said before, I'm like low key, not too, too involved with impact. I, re- I read highlights and all that, but I don't watch often. But kind of just like that, like seeing like just the whole different side of like wrestling, you know what I mean? Like having that big super show or, you know, I read something about it like, and this is where my history might be wrong, but like, I feel like half of these people involved in AEW and Impact are all like Bullet, bullet Club members. So maybe seeing something like that with like Omega maybe linking back up with Gallows and Anderson. And like then the young bucks try to get in at too, like maybe like, or, like yo WWE dropped the ball when it came to trying to add there. You know? Yo, like, I just man. I just had this I just had this thought right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh Dan you know give his opinions and everything before I, I I drop that out. Go ahead. What are you hope hopes and wishes? Bye. Your thoughts and prayers. You hear me? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. yeah. You hear me? Everybody hear me? All right. Yeah. Now I just check. I press mute. Now um. Like the brother said above, man, I, a big super show would be amazing. Um, I wanted to briefly say quick to me because, uh, like Nick, I am not an impact guy at all. I've never, I haven't liked them since TNA days. And this move automatically to me brings credibility to them. And it's crazy for me to say that the new Jacks are bringing credibility to somebody. But to me, that's what it is. Of the platforms they sit on. All that, but I'm I'm loving at the fact that they're opening up just after their first year to ready to work with whoever. We already know AEW has allowed their already. You know, you see MJF W and all that. Like I, that's where I would like to see. I would like to see them do more work with MLW. So, um, so Jacob Fatu. Can get a bigger platform over that kid. That kid is a fucking monster, and he's he's a beast. But I I would like to see that mixed with New Japan. You know, if you have to sprinkle Impact in because you already set the table, do that. But some kind of big super show would be amazing. And and Bullet Club of old versus the new Bullet Club. So bringing in over like evil and the people like them, like it, it would be incredible. And like you said, do it right in Jacksonville. They got the stadium there. The Jags ain't gonna see no playoff time, so they could do it in <laughs> February. <laughs> January. Ah man, June it'll be warm and toasty. Doing but some but, but this is Florida, and Florida's known for the crazy folks. So somebody would jump in that pool, no matter what. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say, though, sorry, Robin, it's kind of like to sum up just what they did the other day. I knew uh, Brian and Rob and I were talking before we started. Like, just like you said, I, and I said, I'm not a big Impact dude, but I've been asking a bunch of people, how the hell can I watch Impact Tuesday? So they did the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did the job. Yeah, they did. And I will be watching Tuesday. Yeah. Now, this is my thought. It just kind of came to me when y'all was talking about different things, about the Bullet Club and all kind of things like that. Do you feel like, in hindsight, this was divide and conquer? What I'm saying is, 
all the different uh, pieces of Bullet Club went to different companies, and now it seems like all those companies that they went to are starting to merge together. You know, with the exception uh, aside from of the WWE. WWE. Yeah, with the exception is WWE because you see what they're doing with Finn Balor, which is not enough. Besides the not fact that him getting hurt, besides him getting hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, that's what it seems like. You know, you got the Luke and Gallows in uh, Impact now, which they're kind of making the join in there. I mean, you got freaking don't they got some pieces in a uh, NWA? NWA, uh, it's more of just like a working relationship. But I know yeah. Ring of Honor, they had Marty. Yeah, Marty they had Marty. Marty. I don't know what yeah. what the situation with that is. but Yeah, nobody knows that. I think this combination of brands will throw Marty back out there. Because I ain't going to lie, I like to see the villain again. Love it. I, that's the and one the villain, they tried. Yeah. They tried. And they tried in NWA, but then it's just like he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Because of shenanigans. Yeah. But I mean, uh, shenanigans aside, I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I mean, even him being an ROH, he's a figurehead there. That's strengthening the link, divide mm-hmm. and conquer. All the people from the Being an Elite show got down. Uh, who else? I mean, they still got the links to New Japan and everything. You got your Tamatonga and all that like that. You just you have key members from Being the Elite all about these factions and brands, and it's just. If they decide to float to the left or the right, they there. They got somebody. And it, that kind of seems like the plan to divide and conquer. It's a smart move. Like, I know earlier you said that you gave the credit to Jericho. Personally, I give the credit to the Bucks. I mean, you really think about it, the Bucks are the one who changed the entire game. They're the ones getting t-shirt deals before, like, independently getting t-shirt deals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's give all credit to, to the most high. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Goddamn Impact Gold and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a Global Force Gold, whatever the fuck that was. Let's give credit to, let's give to Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett was the one that strengthened the tie with New Japan, which got a lot of these guys together from America to New Japan and all this other stuff like that. Yes. So, let's give credit to the most high. Because I don't think Jeff Jarrett wasn't in the equation. We wouldn't have Jericho going over there. We wouldn't have Elvis going over there. We wouldn't have all these shenanigans. I'll say this. Jeff Jarrett doesn't get the respect he deserves in pro wrestling. No. I was was a Jarrett guy growing up, and I feel like he gets a lot of disrespect because of the way Impact was handled with the whole thing with him and Kurt and Dixie taking over and all that shit. If it wasn't for for Jarrett, we legitimately would literally be talking WWE for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, Ring of Honor. Don't get me wrong; they had their staple, but Jarrett was the one that gave the Ring of Honor guys some TV time in the early years. So, you know what I mean, uh, Jeff really does need to get some props. But, um, but really quick, I wanted to respond to what the mayor said earlier about Jacob Thought too. Yeah, I think that statement is more of what Triple H said in his conference call recently when they were talking about they're willing to work with people. I feel like WWE, because, you know, they work with Evolve, they work with Progress, they work with uh, WCW, I mean, um, WXW over in the UK. I feel like WWE, if they're going to work with anybody, it's going to be MLW just because of Jacob Fatu. Just imagine the whole Roman and Jay storyline. Jay's not the killer that Roman thinks he is. He's like, I really got to go to my family and I got to find a real killer in our family. That's when we bring in a guy like Jacob. And you make Jacob Roman's right hand man. Since Jay can't get the job done, you bring in a guy like Jacob. You know what I mean? 
Plus, you still got Harry Smith. I know he just finished up his contract with MLW, but that's a guy you can bring in because of family and all that crap. Um, I don't know if Filmer's officially if Filmer Jr. is officially signed with AEW, but if nothing's pen to paper, you can bring him back in too with his MLW ties. There, like you got, you got a guy like Alexander Hammerstone who's down there, who's a killer. You got those young boys. Um, forgot the name of Injustice, I think they're called. You got those young boys, like they, like MLW would be a smart pickup if WWE was to do business. You know now, what I mean? I like that. I like that to a point. I I like it because of the Jacob Tattoo situation you mentioned, which I agree with. What I don't like is that it's under Vince. Agreed. And Vince don't know how to use Agreed. it. Agreed. Because it would be the perfect tie-in to have what's the name's right hand. But then once that storyline is over, how do you use an animal like that? Yeah. I think Tony would find the right way to do it. I think hey, Tony would find the right way to do it. And have, have or I, I would say, like have Contra come in to AEW and completely then, you know, they, it looks like they're on the path of breaking up the other inner circle. Yeah. yeah. Have Contra yeah. come in and take out the inner circle. That would be a great, great angle. You uh, you see, um, I read the other day that uh, AEW kind of made it known they don't want Tessa Blanchard. So do you think WWE grabs her or they don't want her either at this point? Well, didn't they cut her? Back in the day. That would be four. Yeah. yeah. Before her impact run. But do you see them signing her? Yeah. Not immediately. Main, main yeah. roster or NXT? Ooh, that's NXT. Different. Honestly, I think she might get out of here. Yeah, I think she might go on up. I think she might go on up. The only, only reason why I think she would get hot shotted to the main is because, like Charlotte, she has a real claim to this. That's the only reason why. That would be some crazy shit. Be like, you talking about I got a full horse with my dad winning that goddamn and all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it'd be. Anomaly, we got some audio on you? Yes, I do believe so, sir. There it is. All right, so I don't know if he was listening in or whatever, but we was uh, giving our thoughts and prayers about this uh, potential, uh, you know, AEW and everybody else other than WWE connection and whatnot. Uh, what are your thoughts and prayers for this whole situation? What do you wish for? What do you think may happen? What do you got? I pray that if my favorite thing to happen would be if Vince steps down, Kevin Dunn drops dead. And Triple H gets control of the WWE because he'll play great. Uh, that would be a wonderful thing for all of wrestling. If, if Vince just retires and Kevin Dunn dies, I don't give a fuck. Let the son of a bitch die. Which hey, order? I don't. Which which order would you like that in? Uh, <laughs> it really don't matter. I just can't stand Kevin Dunn. He is Could a you see on the floor pro wrestling. Could you see Triple H working with Tony Khan if Triple H was running WWE? Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Without any Wait, problem. Everybody here shook yes at the same time. I can't. Yeah. I, I, I can't. Triple H is about help improving the wrestlers. He knows what it's like. He's He was a wrestler working up. So I think him wanting people to improve that would be one thing that he would do. Like he 
with the matchups and all that stuff. Hell, even if NXT UK kind of just just so happened to throw in the mix because they're overseas, you know, okay, let's bring uh, NXT UK and see what they can do with New Japan. Well, see, th- this is the thing with WWE versus AEW and everyone else. WWE has the same plan as those guys, but it's only in the preservation of themselves. So right. you ties with uh, XWX or XWF, whatever the fuck, all those different places you name, Progress and all those things, they're in WWE's pocket. That's their relationship. That's their pocket. Their whole purpose is to serve the WWE machine to where like what AEW doing is the polar opposite. Those people are working together to overall work out, you know, shit for the circle around them. You know, it's not right, they're taking over. They're going over. It is uh, the benefit of freaking NWA or Impact or anything like that. It's to make the whole chain stronger rather than one certain link, which that's what WWE does. Because I, I posted about that in the uh, freaking the NAAW uh, forum or whatnot. I was like, if WWE is involved with a company, you damn near better be sure that they are in there to take something for them. You yep. know, mm-hmm. you know, if they right. go with MLW, they're taking five two. They're going because that benefits them. It doesn't benefit everybody else outside of WWE, but it benefits WWE. If they even you know put in money into MLW, like they did with ECW. Hey man, don't worry about it. We'll send you a player down there. And um, front you a little bit of cash because ultimately, EC, they knew ECW was going to fold or getting something. They, they, they were giving them money. They do books, you know. Yeah. Come on, baby, come fold into me. You know that's that Dave Chappelle, Rick James gift. <laughs> you know, so that's how it is. Progress, you know. Started sliding the money, flipping talent back and forth. Evolve. Fucking three profits was over there as they got damn tag champions. I mean, what what company? You do that at, you know, right? <laughs> like know? that's what they're bringing back is is the like you said the old territory days when they used to meet up and have these pay per views together, and yeah, that's what that's what I see is coming back with this like a with just this an AEW involvement. WWE the only thing buying territories, AEW is trying to start a territory. Exactly, because <laughs> Vince believes in the monopoly. But the only thing, the only people I see, you know, a lot of companies have mentioned, what I see the WWE going back into, I mean, going and partnering with is, like you just said, their own brand. And they're going to mix NXT UK people over, you know. And and, it, and there's another one. If Walter comes over, Ooh, I have a feeling they're not going to be able to use him right. They wouldn't. They they wouldn't. Wouldn't. Right, because like he could probably he'll come over and could be like that hard ass Stephen Regal type, but then we all seen what they did to Stephen Regal over the years. Well, I mean, well, it's kind of to his own <laughs> detriment. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Because I, I, I really believe that William Regal could have been a WWE heavyweight champion. Yeah, but shenanigans, you know. <laughs> No, so he's still in a good position with the company, so I mean, he he bounced back from that. But as far as his in ring shit, you know, you can't help that now. It's funny. So when you mentioned Walter, and then like how he, they would drop the ball, one of the podcasts I was listening to last year for Survivor Series, 
Walter was the UK champion on Team NXT during that, and he was the first one out. And it's funny because Vince probably doesn't watch NXT a lot, or definitely not NXT UK. He was probably looking at Triple H like, who's this guy? He's not beating any of my talents. Get him out right away. <laughs> That's probably exactly what happened. Like, it was funny, like, listening to it, but then you think about it, and it's like, yeah, because it's crazy, because when that dude got tagged in the match, though, in Chicago, WWE's, like, biggest fandom, like, your most hardcore fans, and you have all three brands in one match, I think he honestly got the biggest pop of the whole night tagging into the ring. Out of everyone in that men's match, I think he got the biggest pop. That was there. I was there. <laughs> yeah. oh, we got yeah. we got an eyewitness. Wait, well, okay, that, so is that true? Or, or, or do I oh, yeah. Walker, we were all sitting there like, please, come on with the chops. We were waiting on the chops. Like, you know somebody's <laughs> heart was about to just fly out the back. I was like, hit him, hit him. That's how me and my cousins were like, hit him, hit him. That's how we were feeling like, ah, Walter. Now, do, do everybody here in this group, you know, they, they, they deal with me. They know me and my, some of my wrestling takes. Does everyone here know how I feel about Finn Balor? Yes. You hate him. I'm not going to say I hate him. I just don't like him. You know what I mean? Good question. Good question. Is it Matt Hardy, Finn Balor's thing, or is he like in between? No, 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 no. There's no hate there. It's just okay. I don't like it. It's like the same thing with Okada. I don't like it. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not discounting that he's a great professional wrestler. He's good for the business, and he, he's one of the forefront future guys in the business. I'm not saying that, but some people like broccoli. Some people don't. I don't it like sounds, broccoli. It sounds like <laughs> me with Shawn Michaels. See? Like, I respect that. his talent. That, that would I be just, a blast. I was never a fan. But he's not discrediting yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Don't like There's some respect <laughs> on us Texas folks out here. <laughs> but this is the thing. What what my, my shining star is two of them, really, that I turn a complete 180 on. Is um, uh, what's that boy? I mean, not even turning a one eighty on him because I didn't know about one of them before. But uh, your boy, uh, fuck him, not Finn Balor. The what was that show, Nick? That I went to that was here. It was the big uh, World's the, Clyde. Uh, the, yeah, World's Clyde. World's Clyde. It was here in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, ah, they Texas. Yeah, they added Finn Balor to the card against Dragonoff. And I wasn't going to go to that show at all. But since they added Finn Balor and Dragunov, I decided to go. I put money down to see a Finn Balor match. And it wasn't solely because of him, but it was because who he was working with. And I knew that it could do something for Dragunov. Because i seen him once. I don't know shit about him beyond you know what is presented on uh, NXT UK. But I seen him that one time, just his look, those fucking red contacts, and just his, you know, aggressiveness. And I was like, I need to see him live. Yeah, that boy money. And, you know, just to even prove that fact, when he went up against Walter, that whole series oh that they had, you know, God, I, great. I, I wasn't even completely sold on Walter. The only thing I know about Walter is the fucking chops. But him and Dragunov in that one match for me kind of turned my opinion a little bit on Walter. Walter's entrance is dope too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like, him, him and Pete shit, that was just like, whatever. You know? If, if you like slappy choppy things, I guess that was cool. 
Question: Did you like Did you like Walter versus Tyler Bate? That was pretty good as well. Okay. You know, and then did did we have? Did they say they was going to do, or did they have? I might have missed it. Uh, Balor and Walter. I, I think so. they were they were going that route, and then this whole COVID COVID okay. started. I that think was something that I was the, interested in it, cause because because be Balor brings the status, and Walter isn't the upcoming talent. And that's the shit I like to see. And since they're doing that more with Finn Balor, that's why I'm kind of changing my opinion about Finn Balor. I so. can't wait to see Karrion Cross come back. Speaking of Walter, I just want to throw in a fantasy chop match between him and Minaru. The battle of the chops right there because Minaru, (laughs) he can be relentless. I I think I was watching one time where people were paying to go into the ring just to have him chop them. And they were like, oh, thank you. And I was like, Jesus, stop it. I wouldn't have done that. Wow. <laughs> it was exciting to watch. Oh my god, that, that, that's a death sentence. Yeah, you guys like, excited for war games? Yeah, we, we're about to hit that up. But it, what if it was on the table? It was like, hey man, you did some heinous shit in your life, and we got to put you to death. These are your options: lethal injection, electric chair, or being chopped to death by Walter. <laughs> which which, which, which one you think is the most humane? <laughs> Wait, chopped to death? Chop to the death. How about this? Let's make a deal. If I can survive like five of them, I get to you live. Can let go. Okay, I, I'll take the five. Yeah, I'll take the five, but I'll be I'll be a bitch the whole time. <laughs> yeah. so I'll take. The, I'll eat the. I'll, I'll eat those chops though. Spe- speaking of five, Biggie got the the chalk. Yeah, in the that was good. yes. Got some new theme music and whatnot. What we thinking about that? If you see. Uh, the theme music, I know, I guess Wale did the track for him, and I know him and Wale are really cool. Uh, I'm personally not a big fan of Wale. Uh, not really my my style. I think he's all right. Yeah. I, yeah. But uh, I like it. I like the new look. I like the new Titan Tron. I, lo- I love the fact he brought the chalk back. It like it gives him, like, that big fight feeling, like, let's get ready to go. Like, it gets people amped up. Biggie is just, like, uh, frenetic energy when he comes out. To me, like that dude just draws emotion. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about Bianca Belair. Yeah, the kind of the same ah, thing. Yeah. Um, I just hope, and I said it on the show last week. I don't want him to rush this dude. I love the fact that they're steering him towards the IC title in a run and a good little feud with Sami Zayn. I I get it. We all had that Kofi moment a year and a half ago, and we're all like, "Yes, Black Excellence" and all that stuff. But take your time with Big E. Like, do him right. Like, give him like a good year. Prior to pushing him in the world title picture, because we all know right now, if he gets put in the world title picture, you know he gonna he gonna get served to Roman. He gonna go down. Yeah, he's gonna get served to Roman right now. So. He gonna go down faster than Nate Robs. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I put, hey, you wake up. Push nope. was coming like ASAP, but I, I could dig that, and I, I would like to see them take their time with him because just thinking on the big black man aspect. They're already doing Keith Lee wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you shoot him? Shoot him out of a fucking cannon and have him beat. Have him beat freaking Randy Orton. And now almost every match that I've seen of him since he hasn't either had a clean finish, needed an, or needed an assist. Yep. And and getting to see finally really getting to see Keith Lee. I mean, there, there's just something like 
facial-wise or maybe, like, charisma-wise that's kind of lacking out of him. Like, it seems like he's just out there just doing his job. But that's another guy that should be shot straight to the moon. To the moon! Just think, just think about that moment he had at the Rumble with Rock. Rock yeah. was there for that one. Dominic was there, too. I was there live. Yeah, yep. This dude's going to be big on the main roster. This, this is the thing. It's just like... It's almost the big E effect. You're a big black man. Daggone, you don't know what to do with him right off the bat. It's That's what she said. Could be, uh, freaking Keith Lee being paired up with somebody for a little while or whatever before he goes on to any other single success. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Big E. He came in with Dolph Ziggler and AJ. And then he did a little bit of single shit for a little while. Then he ultimately kind of winded up with the uh, freaking New Day. I hope that's not the case for Keith Lee, but that's similar shit. But you want to know the proof? But you have him come out and beat Randy Orton. Like in that's six the minutes. Clean, clean. Hey, why? Why you bringing up old shit? But, no, but, but why are you bringing up old I, shit? I, you get what this I'm saying? This is the new though. day. God damn it! <laughs> but what Lee you talking about? Randy Orton's gone. I'll tell you that now. What's up? Keith Lee's gone. As soon as his oh. contract's out, he's gone. They're not going to do sure? nothing with him. He's already failed them. I'm just telling Honestly, you. Honestly, I agree. His body is not what Vince looks for. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of feel that. And, and, and this, right now, and this, the way professional wrestling is going, you know, with the potential, uh, the potential shit that AEW could possibly do with other companies and just other companies in general doing what they're doing, this now is the best time to be a part of that groundswell. When your contract is up with WWE or you just ask for your release and you got to do your 90 days, Get the fuck out there and travel as much as you can safely. Wear your mask, sanitize, do that shit. But get out there because you're going to work with the best talent in professional wrestling out there. You know, they got good talent in WWE. They got great talent in WWE, but you're not going to get, you know, to see them the way you want to or the way they should be. I mean, they dodge COVID. Freaking! They're trying Ricochet. to do something with Ali. Ricochet. Weird right now. Oh um, Ricochet. You know, Ricochet. Ricochet. I got a name for you. He's I got a name for you. Cesaro. Oh yeah, bro. I'm yeah. a ROH guy. I know what this dude can do. Yeah, bruh, my co my cohort on the show, Kyle Chapman, right? For like months, because Kyle was originally the WWE guy. And I told him, I was like, look, you have no idea how great Cesaro is. So I told him about this move he does called the UFO. Kyle was like, what the hell's the UFO? I showed him the UFO. He goes, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. He's done it once in WWE. One time. One time. One time. And Kyle's like, he's like, dude, I fucking screamed when I saw him do the UFO. It's like, no shit. Just imagine if he could do that on a regular basis. He can't do the Alphaberry water slide. He can't do the Ricola bomb. He can't do none of his springboard European uppercut. Like, he don't do any of that anymore. This guy is literally the definition of what a world champion should look like. But, you know, WWE, if you can't talk, you can't do nothing. So, yep. And then when you say can't talk, you don't do anything. That's the Jeez. same with. That is my homeboy. Don't worry about him. Ricochet looks like he was like sculpted. By someone. No Ricochet's a video game character. Yeah. He's the guy you built up with all the muscles, all the tattoos, and you give him every move set in the game. Like that's what he is. And, and then he cuts that promo he puts on Twitter. That was probably his best promo ever. I thought it was actually pretty good. 
and then they have them loose with fucking slap nuts. And see, and this is the thing, slap nuts. I, I said that as soon as I heard the name Slapjack. I was like, yeah. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> but th- this is the thing, though, man. Those guys getting to WWE, I mean, this is probably a childhood dream or just like a financial, you know, milestone for those people and whatnot. And, oh, here you go. The man can speak seven fucking languages. Why wouldn't he be the face of your company when you go to freaking China and all these other places and like that? You do your overseas tours when you work. But, yeah, but yeah. it's it's one thing to talk seven languages. Yeah, it's another thing to spit that shit. Yeah, that's only that's what I mean by Cesaro. It's nothing against the way the guy talks as a normal person, because like I like on on YouTube, uh, Simon Miller, the guy from uh, What Culture, he has a little skit that says people don't talk like that, because that's what WWE is. WWE is. If you look at their promos, people don't talk like that. <laughs> Nobody talks robotic. How many times? <laughs> how many times did we have to hear tribal chief, tribal chief, tribal Good chief, Jesus. tribal chief? It's buzzword. Tribal chief. Boss time. Hashtag tribal it's chief. The big dog. And his <laughs> Here comes the pain. His his promos are pretty good now as a heel compared to what they were giving in like 2016, 17. You know, phenomenal. But this Especially is the thing before we roll into the John Cena spit him right out. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this this is the thing before we roll into the war games shit. War games. War games. Uh, these guys that come into WWE with all this acclaim, Keith Lee, freaking Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, all those guys. I mean, you, you could throw a rock and you know hit a big name that came into WWE. They are getting passed by by everybody outside. Bobby um, Lashley. You know, it's just like you I almost look at WWE now as the nostalgia company. You know, although Although I was excited as fuck for MVP to come back, I was there when he came back at the Rumble. I almost spent some money yesterday on the United States title, the new one, because he was the first one to hold it. I mean, the and that shit is crazy. That belt is beautiful. You but still I, didn't get the shirt. You're yeah, a fraud. I still have not, I'm You're a fraud. That shit. But, you know, it's, that's what it is. You, the greatest hits, your oldies and your goodies and whatnot. And then when they get there, you know the new the new talent. They just are washed away of all their old greatness, and they're just plug and play players or whatever. They just a person that's embodying a spot on your television programming and whatnot. There's no room for development. Oh, can man. I give you one thing? Uh, can, can I ask one thing on that? Hmm? What's up? No, my bad, my bad. I want I, I just wanted to ask one thing because before I got, I got to run. Thank you for letting me join in this in this yeah, spot no here. I'm gonna keep watching when I'm out. But the hurt business. Why do they not have all the titles right now? Didn't we just talk like about this? They are missing the fucking boat. They always they're not they're missing the fucking boat. Because <laughs> they're not undisputed era. That's why they don't have all the titles. And you know what the problem with the Hurt Business is, right? There is now a crack. They all black? No, there is now a crack in the group. What happened? Tell me. Oh, Cedric. Cedric. Oh, what happened? Crack in the group now. Up. What he do you do? Oh. Let's let's just say he won on Monday and was celebrating up the ramp while MVP and Shelton look at him like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, it was one of those. It's like it's already happening. Like it was it was so Stupid. good, and the crack has now come. Stupid. I just Stupid. I just had to say they they again with with all this black consciousness and all that that has been going on this year for them to have been created as people were even assuming new nation of domination. 
they should have really allowed them to dominate in this space of black consciousness in 2020. It's not even that. It's just all of them are good, and they never really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Great. Yeah, and I mean, and Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley he's, been, a he's been giving me a newfound love for him, man. Bobby Lashley has given me a new love for him and his appreciation for what he's done. And I'm glad they even keep him off the mic a little bit more because them old promos of his was just, ugh, having him say crazy-ass shit. But now, like, this is the perfect space that he's in. This is all the perfect space. Shelton Benjamin killing it, man. Like, he, he, every one of them should have the belts. And I'm out. Peace, y'all. Thanks, Rob. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, can I, really quick, I want to jump in on what he just said because I said this earlier on in the year. MVP is the MVP of WWE this year. Yeah. Yes. Look at all the stars he made. He made, he made, I want to say about like seven different people into quote unquote stars and relevant. What was Ricochet doing before MVP came back? What was Shelton Benjamin doing before MVP came back? Nothing. What was what was Bobby Lashley doing before MVP came back? Long. What was <laughs> what was Apollo Cruz doing before MVP came back? What Hater. was Mustafa Ali doing before MVP came back? He was the hacker. Exactly. Like that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Outside catering. Look at all of those names I just mentioned and tell me what they were doing a year ago before this man returned and made them all relevant again. No, but too, when Rob, when you were talking about like, like developing like characters and stuff like that, just think about this. Think about this. February of 2019, Dean Ambrose was walking to the ring with a gas mask on, with police sirens and cutting a promo. I... A year later, became the AEW Heavyweight Champion and then was voted number one on PWI for wrestler of like. I was there. Houston, Texas. He came here. Put that fucking gas mask on, and you walked around the goddamn arena. Uh, I seen that shit live, and I was like, I would be more pissed at this if I didn't get in for free. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about that. Just really think about that. Uh, Bobby Lashley MVP Damn, did work in TNA as the Beatdown Clan, so yep. they have the uh, yes. that chemistry already, mm-hmm. and. Dog, that was, when when I seen first it was MVP and Bobby Lashley, right? You know yeah. he he solicited you know Bobby Lashley, hey, get me in your corner, drop Lana, you know I will make it great. From there, they had some more Joe on the roster. And I was like, oh god, they're bringing the, the beat down clan back. Mm-hmm. And, and replacing Kenny King would have been either Shelton or uh, Cedric. So th- there you go. That was the beat down clan. I was waiting for. I was waiting for damn Samoa Joe to jump over the commentary table and come choke somebody out and they. Put them back together. Samoa well, Joe did a great job solidifying that group too. Yes, he did on commentary. I want Joe to come back so bad, but I just know they're gonna I, drop all of them that I think yes. I'm cool with him being on commentary. Like he should have so won that title off of AJ Styles at some. He, he should have won off of Brock. Yeah, he should have. Yo, he was so hot again. I mean, I would like. I could argue to say. That that summer of seventeen, like from Great Balls of Fire to SummerSlam, all that build up, I think Joe was way over with the crowd than Braun was the first time Braun again went against Brock. Where Braun yeah. should have won then too. And the yeah, definitely. Joe was so over; he was killing it. I remember when they all got in the ring, and then he said all that shit, and then just came out, slammed his ass on the damn. He killed it. I, I will say this about Samoa Joe as a diehard Samoa Joe fan. Like when I started training to become a wrestler, it was because of Samoa Joe. 
Um, Samoa Joe was the only guy who legitimately looked like a threat to Brock Lesnar at any point during Brock's return. Yeah. Thank you. Period. Period. Ooh, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you throw. I don't care if you throw Roman in there because Roman didn't look like a threat. No. Nope. You, uh, you can look at Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman didn't look like a threat. Hell, I don't like. Like who really punked out? Who do you know punks out Brock Lesnar? Samoa Joe punked his ass out. Joe kicked his ass in that match too. Yeah, Yeah. he kicked Brock's ass. He didn't, dude. He didn't, boy. He he (laughs) took it to him, boy. It was a war. So excited. (laughs) There was a lot of legit shots he hit Brock's ass with in that match. He did not hold punches back. Yeah, he kicked Brock's ass that match. He, Brock, he definitely earned Brock's respect that night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was the thing about it. Brock Lesnar and, you know, the people in the like, they're, they're very much protected because, you know, how how did he win? You, as you said, he got his ass whipped that whole match, and it was just out of nowhere, freaking F5. F5. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's, that's some New Japan shit. <laughs> you know? The, the finisher is protected no matter what. I mean, they'll have all these subsequent moves that they'll have on everything that'll get near falls. But once they hit that move, that's it. It's like the one-winged angel. Well, you know what it is, too? Mm. Samoa Joe, that was good with this shit with Brock was, we all know Brock's best matches are with smaller dudes like AJ, Brian, Finn, as of late, I guess we can say. I think Joe, since he came back, like, I would say since he, like, really started being champion again in, like, 2015, I think Joe is his best Big man opponent, Roman wasn't it. Braun certainly wasn't it. Kane wasn't it. Goldberg wasn't it. Hmm. I mean, Drew's match with him wasn't bad, but yeah, I think it, w- it was five minutes. Yeah, that would have done better with a crowd. Too. Yeah, it was five minutes. So, yeah. I wonder if that's how it was going to go down with the crowd, though. Like this suplexes and play more. Nah, it was, yeah. it's been it would have been a longer form match, which we did not need, and they knew that, and it was like, well, fucking nobody here. In and out, let's go. Just like Goldberg and Braun, three yeah. spares and four power slams they had a new channel. Oh, Horrible. Yeah. But um Nick, you got that card for us for Wong Hangs. Yeah, so what I'll do is I'll just save the match. Only three matches, ain't it? Right, probably. Um I guess we'll start with the lower. Start with match. the single matches first. Huh? Start with the single matches first. Like yeah. not so, the war game. Yeah, so this one, um I think it's gonna be good. It's just I don't know. Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher. I'm not big into Thatcher. He's good. He's great with, with what he does. I just can't get into it. But I think I'm going to go Timothy on it, though. I think he, I think he's going to be Ciampa. Okay, what you got, Brian? Um, I'm a fan of uh, Timothy Thatcher. I was a fan of him during the uh, Evolve days and Catchpoint. Um, when it comes to him and Ciampa, I legit don't know. Because I feel like Tommaso Ciampa is kind of like in wrestling purgatory in WWE, where it's like they can't utilize him to his fullest in NXT, but they don't want to bring him up because they ain't got nothing for him. So he's just there floating. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Thatcher. Okay. Do you think so shenanigans? That's just my only question. No. What is it? I'm sorry. Do you think to shenanigans either or? I mean, maybe one of Thatcher's students interferes in the match. But aside from that, I don't really know. But, yeah, I, I go with Thatcher on this one. Only because, like I said, I don't know what they're, what the next thing for Ciampa would be. All right, Dominique, what you got? I'm going with Ciampa. Yep. At this one, being meeting him and all of that, I'll kind of like. Oh, you got a bias. Okay, whatever. You don't count. Next, I'm you got a UWO shirt on. Thank you, Dominique. <laughs> yes. 
I was promo, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is our wrestling podcast, UWO, and all that stuff. He <laughs> so, wanted a shirt. He wanted a shirt. Yeah. And uh, I would go with Champa because one, he, he he do have a good aggressive style when he has that. Oh, now I want to be pissed off moment. The way that he beat the shit out of Gorgano uh, at every other time and all that. So I'm I'm kind of counting on that. The thing I want to see from Thatcher that I've been enjoying being grabbed is that Thatcher when he been grabbing the motherfucker by the face and just start slapping him and shit. Yes, yes. I like that shit. What you got anomaly? I know you. In and out of WWE or out of WWE more often. I mean, just throw a name out there. Oh, I, I, I've been paying more attention lately. Okay. Mainly because of my son. But um, very well, I understand. I'm sorry for for it. But. Champa is going to do the job to Thatcher because he's going to put Thatcher over. Because like y'all said, Champa is not leaving NXT. Thatcher will. They're building Thatcher up. So Thatcher's going over in this match. Champa's going to do the deed. Put him over. Word. Um, uh, oh yeah, so didn't pick yet, so I'm a, I'm gonna flip my dead Fred here. All right, tails, Thatcher. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, All is right. there? Are there like butt cheeks on it or something? Yeah, it's got an ass. That's Thatcher. Okay, and a hole in the heart. That's that's Champa. Ah, <laughs> pins in here if you wanted to know. <laughs> it's uh-huh. dead Fred. That's his name. All right, Peter Fred. Next, we got Dexter Loomis. Versus Cameron Grimes in the strap match, and I'm just gonna go with this. Who who you pick? Dexter Loomis. All right, Brian. Damn, 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 damn. Cause... You need to come back to you. Uh, yeah, come back to me. Dominique, right. what you got? I'm kind of behind on some of this, so I'm just gonna wing it. I don't know who. So free ball in there. Free ball. Loomis. Yeah, he's going Loomis. Loomis, okay. What you got, uh, Loomis? Even though I could get two shits about this match, Loomis is going to win. Okay. What about now, Brian? You need, you need me to stall a little bit more? Oh, man, I mean, like overall, I I see where they're going with this. If it's I like this is my thing when it comes to WWE and strap matches, right? Because they like to change the rules all the time. Like it could be just a strap match where you just got the strap. Or they do that four corner shit where you got to go and touch every corner. You know what I mean? Like oh, WWE, I think they're just gonna beat the shit out of each if, other. If it's just beating the shit out of each other, I'm going with Loomis. But if they decide to do that four corner, you got to touch every corner thing. I'm going with my boy to the moon. I need to get that on the sound bite. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm, sorry. I, I'm a Trevor Lee fan, so you know, props to him. I, I, I enjoy what he's doing in NXT, but yeah, he's. He, I, I only. Come to know him because of that daggone flippy power slam thing he did. Yeah, that's pretty that, like that Spanish fly thing. Yeah, Spanish fly power slam. That's pretty. Yeah, I've watched him on the Indies like quite a few times. He's been up here, so he the boy got skills, and he yeah. had a great run and impact. So my pick will be Cameron Grimes. <laughs> we going to uh, the yes. We got a triple threat match for the NXT North American Champion with the champion Leon Ruff defending against okay. Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. I'm going with Priest. All right. Priest going to get it back. What you got, Brian? We're just going in the same order. I am going to stick with my pick that I made during the yeah, UWO show. I'm staying with my pick. There's going to be some shenanigans, some ballyhoo, some horn swaggling going on. And Damian Priest is going to get pinned by Leon Ruff. I said it. I'd be cool with it. 
Yeah. It's not gargantuan. And I get where you're coming from with that, from what I've saw of that whole thing and whatnot. Because, I mean, the due to this uh, rough successes because of Priest, right? Yes. He's been protecting them this whole time, keeping them champion for the most part, just to keep Gargano out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can see what you're saying. I mean, it could go against them in the end and whatnot, you know? Yeah. All right. So what you got, Dominique? I'm going with the little man. Little man. <laughs> little man complex. We got it going on. What you got, Anomaly? I'm going with Gargano with the curveball. Word. Hmm. Now, so puts me in the conundrum because I, I I I get where Brian has come from. And I think that would be better storytelling. But, but but if Ruff did win, where would he go from here? You know, that's that's my only thing with that. I mean, I know he's a tremendous talent from what I've heard. I've never seen him on the Indies or whatnot. This is my first dosage of him, but I've been hearing good things. So it's just like, do I pick him and who would he go up against next? I don't think that's like a steady stream of competitors. I mean, that would make the fit for him right now. Ooh, 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 ooh. pick me, pick me. All right, what'd you got? Cameron Grimes. <laughs> see, see what ooh. I did there? You ready? See, see, hold on, tie it all together, tie it all together. Oh, hold on, oh, 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 okay, all right, rough, rough. It is. I'm picking rough. <laughs> right. Hey, Cassie, what's going on? Uh, Chrissy, Christ, god damn it, you, you know, you sus as fuck. You know who I'm talking to. You, I'm gonna look at the camera. You sus, sus, you hear me in the mic, you sus. Right there. I know you're here in the chat. You, you're creeping. See, there's a comment down there. You sus. So, uh, next we got coming in. first. What we got? All right, we're doing the ladies or the men? We're going to talk to ladies. You got Team Shotzi Blackheart with the advantage of Shotzi, Rhea, Ember, and Io Shirai, NXT Women's Champion, against Team Larray, which is Larray, and Kel Gonzalez, Tony Storm, and Dakota Kai. Hey, what are these? Ooh. I'm going to go with the faces because I think the heel... Uh, no, wait. Never discard. I'm going with the, the bad people. The bad guys. The bad gals. Larray and them because I think the Undisputed everyone's for the other one. Okay. So you're going with the bad ladies to win. Yes, and I think one, I think Raquel Gonzalez is going to have a hell of a showcase. And I think the sole survivor, or the one who, no, there's not sole survivor in this. I think, yeah, I just think Kelvin Dawson will fuck people up. Yeah. What you got, Brian? All right. Uh, personally, I will say this. I think the women deserve to be the main event of okay. the show. That, that, that's my first thing. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, does Bala have a match later? Is he, like, defending the title? No. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I would go with the girls to main event the show. And I'm going to go with um, Shotzi and her team winning because I feel like they're going to have Candice forfeit the match because they can win by forfeit, too, in War Games. So I have a feeling that they're going to – Yeah, they're going to beat the crap out of her and have Shotzi just – like she's got to get her revenge. So, you know, I feel like she makes um, Candice forfeit and have uh, Team Shotzi win it. There you go, Dominique. Okay. <laughs> so now we know it's Kyle. Out. That's now we know it's Kyle. That's messaging. What up, Kyle? Okay. Right, no, 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 no. Where am I? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, Brian 
said that the uh, lady should be the main event. You get to pick last. So what you got, Anomaly? I'm going with Team Shotzi. I have to because Josh Baroni will kill me if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the best friend in the whole world. And also three is the greatest in-ring performer in the world right now today. Period. Men or woman. Word. Very yeah. well. That's a bold statement, sir. And I stand yeah. by it. I can argue. T- contrary to belief, you know, popular, you know, belief, you know, I'm going to go with the bad team. The bad yeah. team. Because I believe uh, Shotzi, as great as she is, she's going to do what she normally does and they're going to overshoot her shot and fuck herself up <laughs> and ultimately cost them the dub. Uh, the, cost them the dub and whatnot. She's going to try to do a acai moonsault off the top of some shit and miss and go through a table that's on fire and then the table going to blow up and she's going to flip and fall out the ring and they're going to lose. But I'm picking the bad team because I, I just made a bad analogy. There you uh, go. Really quick before Dominique goes, I will say this. I was not high on Shotzi Blackheart whatsoever when she first debuted. Um, I can honestly say I've turned around and I'm really enjoying her. So... Uh, me up. Show me over. No yams, though. Miss <laughs> Dominique? I'm going with Team Shotzi. I would think maybe just for the hell of it. Uh, Rhea versus Tony towards the end. <laughs> just throwing that out there just to see how that would go. They had oh. them be the sole survivors of each team and just see a revamp of uh, Rhea versus uh, Tony Cakes. Mm-hmm. They the cakes. Yes, Nick, breaking cakes. news: It is snowing. Aww. Yeah, my girl just my girl just came in and said it's snowing. Here you Ew. go, Tony. I cakes mean, we cold down here, but we ain't getting no snow. So. <laughs> Come say hi. Yes, Tony Cakes hey, will be. Happy hey, Dana. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Just give me the volume. All right. Oh, oh. Horns, horns in check. <laughs> or, or later on, you can do a little bit of this. Long <laughs> <laughs> time. Oh, stop wrong. And then last, I got. Oh wait, Brian, you go. Yeah, yeah, I, I went with Shotzi. Um, and there you so go, uh, Brian. Quick. I'm gonna do my uh, the last one quick. Then I gotta step away literally for a couple minutes. Nothing too too crazy because I know this will be talked about. Uh, you got the last one, the Undisputed Era. I don't think I can say this in November. Versus Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Danny Burke, Tony Larkin, and Hawkins. With the bad guys having the event. Pete Dunn won a ladder match for that. Um, I'm going to go Undisputed Era in this one. What you got, Brian? Then I will be right back. All right. Um, I'm actually going to go in the other direction. As much as I'm a huge fan of Undisputed Era... I feel like their time has come. Yes. Uh, they've been involved in every single war games. Yes. And as great as Undisputed Era is, there is nothing left for them to do nope. in NXT. Literally nothing. They've held every belt. Yep. They've started making Kyle O'Reilly into a, a breakout star. Uh, Roderick and Bobby are just there right now, unfortunately. Adam Cole is the breakout star of the group. And to me, I feel like there is going to be another person to jump in and help out Pat McAfee and his crew. Um, I feel like, yeah, literally 
McAfee gets the win, and I I know it's probably Kyle talking right now, but yeah, Pat McAfee is going to end up getting the win. I feel like he's going to sneak out a pin. Word. And I agree, and I will say this, I agree with CM Punk that Pat McAfee is the best talker on NXT right now. Yeah. And yeah, who would have thought? Well, I wouldn't have thought because I don't I don't track football and Pat McAfee like that. So <laughs> So what you got, Dominique? Uh I, I agree with Brian. Uh, you know, much as I love uh, Undisputed, I'm gonna have to go the other way. Word. Team bad guy. <laughs> what, what you got, Anomaly? I'm 99% sure Undisputed Era is losing this match because I've heard that Adam Cole, baby, is getting his call-up. Mm-hmm. Word. So, if what I am hearing is true, Adam Cole, Finn ben. Balor, and AJ Styles are forming the club on the main roster. Okay. So if that, and I'm hearing that's what's happening. So if that's what's happening, Captain, Undisputed Era is losing. I have some umbrage with that. But my pick also will be Team uh, McAfee as well. So, <laughs> Or as Kyle Chapman says, not a call up, it's a call down. <laughs> Very much so. Very yeah. much so. So this is my issue. That is a fucking super group. Bala, Cole, AJ Styles. So, and to go with that, yeah, Unspeeded Era is taking the L. And there it is. Call down. <laughs> but it's not going to work. It's not going to fucking work. No, because if this was AEW. I've been down for it. If this was MW, I've been down for it. If this was Impact, I've been down for it. But this is fucking WWE we talking about. They're going to take all these motherfuckers, put them in one big group, and they're going to be blah. This is going to be blah. This is going to be a bunch of bullshit. When you have one individual out of those three that can be a headliner or a star of any WrestleMania. But they're going to pile their ass together to what? Elevate motherfucking Adam Cole because nobody knows him? Really? That's yeah. that bullshit. That is that bullshit. And then they're going to start getting stale and stagnant because they ain't going to have shit else to do because they're going to be fighting the same motherfuckers over and over again because of COVID. I mean, that, that's what you chalk it up to. There's, on, there's only the same people in the rotation because they're limited in staff. That's why motherfuckers is coming from NXT so fast because they're the only healthy motherfuckers they can spread around. <laughs> you know? Agreed. So that's why you see bitches doing double duty. Kevin Owens is on NXT. You know? Because that's all they have. That's all they have to work with. So you're going to see the same matches over and over. That's why you got Keith Lee so many goddamn times. That's why you got retribution and undisputed. Uh, I mean, not undisputed era. Hurt business so many fucking times. And now you got hurt business. Retribution losing, which they should have never had lost. But that's all you got. So they're gonna lose once or twice, and it's fucking shenanigans. So to take those three individuals, as mighty as they are, as well 
as they are off individually, you're going to put them together for what? To feud with the Hurt Business, which that could be some good shit, but you're going to see it five times before the pay-per-view. Oh, Can I fantasy book that group coming together? Ghetto fantasy. Yeah, all right, here we go. I'm going to fantasy book them coming together, all right? This is how you do it. You keep Finn in NXT. Mm-hmm. You keep him with the championship. Mm-hmm. Have him break his own, break Adam Cole's record of the longest reign, right? That's too Which, long. But, but, you, but this is how you do it. Fantasy. No, this is how you do it. What you do is you bring Cole up to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You have Cole win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Okay. At WrestleMania, you book two main event matches for the title AJ versus Drew, Cole versus Roman. Roman goes on last, so you know Cole gets that moment. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the night, AJ defeats uh, Drew, becomes the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. At the end of the night, Adam Cole has him and Roman knock down, drag out, brawl, undisputed era, his boys in the back get taken out. Next thing you know, two hooded men come out. Those two hooded men take out the tribal chief. Cole becomes undisputed champion, take off the hoods. You have all three champions standing there holding their belts. That's how you debut that group. You don't have them as three people just on a on a brand. You have them as three guys controlling WWE. Talk about a fantasy. Yeah. That I is would park out. That is, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's just the most fantastic man. All the only thing you're missing right now is uh like on uh was that Wayne's World, the fucking yeah. fantasy this year. Because if you got to do, because that's the thing with WWE, it's it sucks that we can fantasy book the shows better than the people who are there writing the shows. It's because we know as fans what we would want. We would want a huge moment. You'd want that moment at a huge event. You could do it at Mania. You have all the right pieces for it, but you just don't. Like I always say on the show, you got all the pieces, but they're just not in the right place. You got to present it in a way that fans would be like, oh shit, that's a super group. That's a moment. At WrestleMania, you take out the Tribal Chief, you take out Drew, so that way those three guys all have feuds. You have Finn in NXT, even though he was the quote-unquote original leader of the Bullet Club. You have AJ, the face that runs the place on one of the flagship shows, and you have the young up-and-comer and Adam Cole just take out the quote-unquote biggest star in the company. You're t- you're covering all three bases right there. But I don't trust WWE to do that. I feel like there would just be another group on Raw. Now, I know that I didn't wow. think I would want to see that, but until I heard your fantasy, doodly, 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 I, I would like to see an Adam Cole Roman Reigns match. Oh, pick me. All right, Nick, you have the floor. You know me, I'm going to ask the question as every podcast as we get closer. Who wins the Rumbles? Mine, I still got Belair winning for the women. Mm-hmm. Now for the men, I ain't got a damn clue. I didn't Me neither. Because we kept I, saying I, Alex I, Black, I I, but you I see think, how that goes. I, I picked AJ, but they're already doing AJ and Drew now. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can all agree Bianca Belair, though, right? Like, yes. we, we, the, I don't know for the men. I will say that. Usually this time of year, you know who's winning it. And I ain't got a damn clue. Otis, you going to be the money? <laughs> Because they took his briefcase, so Otis gonna win the rumble. There you go. Poor Otis. They, uh... Anyway, Brian, what you got? Actually, really quick, Nick, I take back my statement. 
I, I don't think Bianca Belair going to win the Rumble. You know why? You want me to tell you why? Because there's been rumors about it. This is what's going to happen. This is what I would love to see happen just because it's WWE. And I'm only going on record saying this because if it does happen, you heard it here first. Number 28 and 29 are in the ring. Let's just say it's Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, right? Number 30 has yet to come out. Which that could, I could see that happening so far. Next thing you know, the two of them are on the apron fighting it out. Lana. Both over the top. Lana comes out at 30. The moment she steps foot in the ring, the two of them drop. Lana is your winner. No, I'm not. No. No. They did it at Survivor Series. Exactly. They did it. That, as Rob would say, that seven needs to go the fuck home. It does. But I can see WWE. Trust me. Look, I can see Anomaly laughing right now because he's like, yeah, they could do it. Right? Am I wrong? They no. could. Yeah, but do it. All right, so we got some out, we got some outside picks before we move down the chain here. I think that's Kyle, which I said right. He, Brian to win to rum, win the rumble. He got a thousand dollars on it. Put some dew on it, Skip. All right, so so what you got, Dominique? Uh, I'm I'm gonna stick by Bianca, honestly, because she's hot right now. Like her whole I one, I'm looking forward towards the outfit because you know. She sells her own stuff. I'm saying I'll be watching her page like, okay, what she gonna do next? Yeah. Once she does have power, she got the talent. I think it would be a good uh, matchup to see against her in uh, versus Shayna. Mm-hmm. Just see, just because who gonna outstrengthen who? Mm-hmm. But with the whole Lana thing, we already know that they gonna probably. Shayna and Nia Jax are probably going to make sure Lana does not enter the ring, which gives her that opportunity when either one of them two are eliminated for her to go ahead and slide up in the ring and toss Bianca over the rope if that was to happen, which I honestly would be pissed. But they basically, she's been table girl, so yeah. they got to give her a little bit of something. The only time that would that could have something like that could have happened. And we would have been all good with it is when that shit happened with Santino. <laughs> we would have been good with that if Santino won that Royal Rumble. But Question Have Santino and Santina ever been in the same place at the same time? No, I don't think they have. Just, just asking for a friend. That was weird. Man, that would be crazy if Santino won the men's Royal Rumble and Santina won the women's Royal Rumble. That'd been some crazy shit, man. I would love to do that played out. Uh, Dominique, who you got for the men's pick for the Rumble? the line of picks so I'm, I'm like i said i'm behind on some stuff because i've really been like on call of duty hard <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm like off on my people who's in the, the rumble rob remember when we both mutually agreed that alistair black was gonna win the, win the rumble yeah. in like july oh god yeah how's that pick looking yeah. i haven't seen him since zelina got fired <laughs> there's your answer that would be a surprise as well if he just so happened to win just out of the damn blue. Mm-hmm. And then, you can, then you can chime in the little uh, chiseled Adonis who wants to pick a fight with me. me. I just want to <laughs> hear that part comes up if he do just so happen to win just like right out of the blue. Okay. 
Women's Royal Rumble. You've heard it here first. Do not be surprised if Ronda Rousey wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Mm. First and foremost. Second off, I do believe the Royal Rumble on the men's will need to be win won by A, Finn Balor, or B, Adam Cole. Okay. We're down with that. That's so, what I think. In the realm of ex- obscure, and this should not be an obscure pick for the men, just for the fuck of it, picking Ricochet. Yes, um, I'd be behind that. Yeah, I'm picking Ricochet for the win. No, it won't happen, but fuck it. Why not? <laughs> All right. I, I got I got my men's surprise pick. Oh, you hadn't picked it? No, for the men, no, I have not. I, I, I'll go through. But um, yeah, Ricochet. Because I mean, honestly, right now, I just I'm, I want to do some uh, you know, y'all ever play Russian roulette, like in real life? Not with a gun, but no, 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 not the, the, the roulette paper. Roulette, not the Russian roulette. I'm yeah, sorry. Roulette. <laughs> it's just roulette. There you go. Yeah. Red, so black. When you pick, zero. when you pick, you can either pick black or red, or, or you can pick a specific number. But, Nine. but, shut up. <laughs> but you can also, you know, your your options are wider if you pick a specific color because there's more of that rather than that one specific number. So me, you you fucked me up. I had a way I was going. I was trying to paint it so eloquently, and Nick always want to. Motherfucker. I, I like, That's what I green like does. You thinking you I, need to get red or black and then fucking green? Really? You got Don't the like gamble. You're throwing me off. They got green on my shirt. You fucking my brain up right now. I, I like <laughs> the gamble. But um, an overarching thing, you know, so I'm going to maximize my bet. I'm going to pick a, a, a color scheme. I don't think it's going to be a new guy. I think it's going to be a well-established guy. So that's my my red and black. So not the guy. So shut up. It's not the green one. <laughs> so I'm going on the black side. I'm gonna pick somebody that's already established that may have a rumble win or not, but they've been in the company for a while. It's not a new guy, so it won't be like a Ricochet or a Cedric or something like that. Which I would prefer a red pick, but I'm going with the black pick. It's gonna be somebody that's established. It's gonna be somebody that's been there a while. Unfortunately, you think you, think you could still be Edge and they do Edge and all. The title on an match. But I'm going on the belt. Somebody <laughs> just, women. I want to randomly throw this out here just in the midst of some BS. What if Velveteen just so happened to win? That would be a new guy. So. Just saying, just randomly, and that would be, you know, remember the whole call me up tights and all of that stuff. Just throw, just throw that out there. I know because he's not around, and you know that's how it usually happens. They get it's just this. There's so many things uh, suddenly reappear. I mean, it's not a, out of the realm of possibilities. I'll let Brian go first. B Rob, can I add to your statement? Go ahead. Because I I got my men's rumble pick winner. Go ahead. And the fact that Nick said earlier that we don't have any idea right now who could win the men's royal rumble. You got Biggie in the chat. For me, the story is there. I know. Let me hear it. Hey, here we go. Another line. (laughs) Your winner for the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble to challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is... 
Brock Lesnar. Oh no. Oh, yeah. Damn, Rob said fuck this. I'm gone. <laughs> there it is. You, another build. It's uh, the story is already there. Rock I mean, comes you gotta, back. You gotta think. You gotta think. Maybe Rock. You, you see it. See you it, see it know? coming. But I'm I'm blanking it out my mind because we're trying to be optimistic here. You did pick the black side. But that's the black side. Somebody already established, you know, and that's my pick. Um, also picks that we have in the chat. We got a, uh, I believe Kyle with Biggie. I got my homeboy Josh that was supposed to be here. He picked uh, Bobby Lashley to win the men's Royal Rumble. Would love it to be Lashley. I would love that, and that would be my black pick. You see, and and, and <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think we covered it all, right? We did, but there is no, one thing we haven't done, B Rob. I'm, well, hold on. We got somebody that just want to step off camera and do shenanigans. Yeah, I know. We we have to wait for that person to come back because I don't, I don't you, you know what you know what time it is, right? Oh, I know what time it is. I'm just I, I'm, I'm just, just waiting for waiting for her to come back because you know. I mean, just poised, just waiting in the wings, just, just hanging back, you know, chilling oh, that tightest skater. Damn it, man! <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why are you always fucking shit up, man? You fucking up my familiar shit. You come here, you fucking up the suspense. This <laughs> <laughs> drama. I was trying I'll to be a blocker. This it's called a big market tease, Nick. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Keep your hands in your pocket. <laughs> but, uh, man, what would be another wild card pick for the men's or women's rumble? Matter of fact, wild card is not for the winner. Do you think? Are we going to have any uh, surprise entrance? Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm really. I'm thinking maybe. A, maybe a Christian. I don't know. I don't know. One more match. One more match. One more match. He's still asking. Wait. Technically, he did have one more match. He did. Technically. But it wasn't sanctioned. So he did have one more match. Uh Uh-huh. See? Oh, I got you. I got you. Oh. There she is. uh, Welcome back, Dominique. B-Rock. I haven't ate anything today in like <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Before you before you do that, Dominique. Before yeah. you do that, but B Rob, hit it. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Dominique, I am cashing in. Oh my god. Promo in the bank. Shit. All right. So for those of you who may be new to the stream or this show, we have a thing called the promo in the bank. The bank. Everybody here has their own little metaphorical briefcase and whatnot, and they can cash in on any one of these people in this conversation right now. And that person that they cash in on has to cut a one-minute promo of that person's choosing. Oh Lord! Ryan now cashed in his uh, promo in the bank briefcase on Dominique. So Brian has to pick a promo for her to cut for one minute. Let me get, get the. Oh Jesus! Yes. <laughs> Let me get the timer up. This is so hard. <laughs> I, I wish Kyle was there for this. This would have been greatness. Got, no. we got one minute in the on the clock. All right, Miss Dominique, your topic will be the biggest 
flop coming from NXT to the main roster? All right, let me know when you're ready. Hold on. Let's see, let's see. You want to take a something before you go? Get your nutrients up? Yeah, I need to give, give me a second. Uh, okay. All right, your one minute starts. Ready? Kind of. Now. Good Lord, I think one of the biggest flaws to come up from NXT, I hate to say it, got to be Aleister Black. All of the great stuff that we've seen from Black and NXT was phenomenal. He gets there and they just put him in the dark shadow just for like the long. And I can't for the life of me understand that. You got somebody who is good with uh, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, whatever it is, but you got somebody who can still cut good promos, but you put him in the back. Like he's just a, a, a shadow of the Undertaker, which could have been a great takeover. So I think that right there so far by is the biggest flop for me from NXT coming up to the main roster. You got great talent in Alistair Black, but you don't want to use that because you feel like the things that he uh, uh, promotes, even with his own clothing line, you don't want that to be part of your for- your forefront with a wrestler. Time. That's pretty good. I mean, and I, I I agree with all those sentiments or whatever. He has a unique look. He has a unique style. I mean, and that are that is a lot of keys to success there. I mean, you stand out from the crowd and whatnot. You're doing shit that other people aren't doing. You're not doing a 30 fucking tope super 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 soakers. <laughs> all that shit. Remember the big right. red one? That yeah. long ass can. They had the backpack on that bitch too. Had the yeah. little thing on the top and just super soak that hole. <laughs> and then he does a 360 heel kick. Yeah. Baron Corbin. Okay. Baron Corbin. That's another pick. He got he has the um two what, stars, the uh, forgotten sons with him now. Mm-hmm. So they are What'd you say, Nick? EC three. Ooh. Oh yeah, biggest flop. There's a lot of big flops that came out of there. I mean, what you got in that one? What's the flop for you? The biggest flop in NXT history? Yeah, to, to the main up, to yeah. the main roster. Yeah. Honestly, Alistair Black, and it's a sad thing to say because he's the shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, Kyle just gave us a good one. Remember the ascension? Oh, they yeah. got the ascension. Hey, it's hey, a Kobe. This is Kobe. He wanted to say hey. hi. Kobe. Kobe. What up, Kobe? Kobe? Dog. <laughs> so, as much as it pains me to say this as well, Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh, yes. Blasphemy. He you won know? multiple titles. But still, yes. though, it's just like, hey, I'm here. Where is he at now? <laughs> <laughs> he turned. He turned into the king of the nut shop for a while. Timing, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. I like Nakamura best in New Japan. Honestly, because yeah. his intro alone 
was the shit. Who, who has oh, the intro? Oh, there's another one. Just saying. That, no doubt. I, still nah, don't I, don't think, I don't think he's, no. No. Bo was good, man. NXT Bo Dallas was phenomenal. And th- I will say this. One of the best things this man has ever did was the night he lost and had to leave NXT. The five minutes of this guy just running around the arena, refusing to get out of the building. They're chasing him outside. He's grabbing a, uh, one of the referees. like, I ripped your shirt. I ripped your shirt. Go back and watch that. You will pop and laugh your ass off. Bo Dallas was so underrated. Oh. They haven't even did shit yet, but everybody in retribution is another. Yeah. <laughs> they booked them better on Talking Shop of Mania. I said it. I heard they did something pretty funny with retribution on that. Yeah, yeah they were called retropoopsion. <laughs> but before we uh, wrap this up, we're going to go around the horn and whatnot and let everybody, you know, get their last bit of thoughts out there. Brian, what you got? Um, To me, I think, uh, first off, uh, respects to Pat Patterson. I feel like. <laughs> His loss is one of the, like, it should be a really, really sad day for a lot of old school wrestling fans. I mean, if you really think about it, some of the biggest stars of all time were working under Pat Patterson. You go back to The Rock, you go back to Jericho, you go back to the whole Attitude Era, the late or like mid to late 90s when WWE was really starting to get their footing and blow up on uh, like national scale. Um, if you really think about it, once WWE became more of a publicly traded company and a lot of the writers got put in, like these old soap, soap opera writers, as much as Pat Patterson wasn't Vince's ear, he made pro wrestling fun. Like you can even go back to the match, the six man they had yesterday on SmackDown. It was a Pat Patterson style match. Six guys who had fun post-match. There was shenanigans. It was entertainment. That was something that Pat would have been proud of. Um, he broke barriers for, you know, homosexuals and like transgender people being the first openly gay professional wrestler. Uh, he gave us the Royal Rumble. Um, this is a guy that I think a lot more fans should be celebrating, you know, I mean, not celebrating that he passed, but celebrating his life and what he did to this, uh, just for this. Anomaly, what you got before you ride up? Last thoughts. Fans, we are at a great point in professional wrestling right now. Where the wrestlers outside of the WWE juggernaut machine have taken control of their destinies once again. So please pay very, very close attention to the next six months of all the companies that are non-WWE, including New Japan, who is going to throw their, their hat in the ring with this, with AEW, with Impact. With Ring of Honor, I think, is going to join in on this as well because all of these guys have broken bread together and knew the WWE would fuck them up if they ever signed there. Watch them get their revenge. Watch the greatness that is about to unfold because we are about to have a culmination of five-star fucking matches in 2021 outside the WWE. Scream her name, Brianna Taylor. Fuck the system. Preach. Word. More horns, please. And applause. <laughs> All right. Now what? Uh, I agree. Um, what? What? I'm still on the thing. Damn. I'm <laughs> Mama. 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 I'm like, I'm sitting here like. Nick, what you got? Come back to me. I forgot where I was. 
Oh goodness. But um I honestly will go with thinking that the whole branding of anything outside of WWE is gonna be great because they can find a way to coexist. Also being creative in their own way to create matches and have a freestyle of mind without being dictated by if you shoot an idea is gonna get shot down. So I'm I'm kinda on that end of things right now. I love WWE, but getting to see people freely express themselves and create their own characters is more appealing to the standard of what we're used to. That's it. Word, word. Nick, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much everyone kind of said it all. But yeah, just excited to see what happens here. And just everything. And we're almost in WrestleMania season, so probably a lot more of this. Yeah, that's it. Everyone, everyone said a lot of good shit. Yeah. I'm Gary Sitzel. Right, right. I'm Gary Sitzel. Right. You know, that's what makes wrestling great. But I really want to know what's next for WWE. We already know as far as production wise, you know, just the technology that they implement there at the forefront of a lot of things where a lot of other shows just focus on the wrestling, which we as fans want. So now that you have the fans and the companies of the wrestling, you know, just, you know the things that we want to see starting to come together and just amass this just big coup and whatnot. I want to see what's next for WWE, how they're going to change and try to adapt and try to evolve like they've done for so many decades. So, or I want to see the ass fade to the back. I'm just excited to see what's next. Potential matches, dream matches that we spoke about here earlier. Second, um, enjoy the ride. No, that's all, that's all I'm um I'm ready for. All I'm ready for. And we'll all be here to talk more shit about it. Good or bad. So before we go, Ryan, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh yes, you can find us uh on our Facebook page, UWO Podcast. We are live every Sunday. We will be live tomorrow. Um please tune in, check out, join in on the conversation, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh catch us on um on Twitter at UWO401, Instagram, UWO Pod. Uh, you can catch me on my Twitch page, uh, Monster401. Uh, you'll see me uh, playing with B Rob once in a while and Miss Dominique playing Call of Duty. Uh, and yeah, hit us up. And we're available on all streaming audio platforms Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play. I play whatever and all that fun stuff. So yeah, hit us up. We're very interactive and like to have fun and talk our wrestling shit. All right, Nick, what you got? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Anacelli, just as you see the name. And if not, N-I-C-K-A-N-N-I-C-E-L-L-I. I'm Italian, and sometimes it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Anomaly, what you got? Man, you don't even try to find me on Facebook no more because I'm not accepting new people. Uh, my list is filled up like Section 8, so you ain't getting on there right now. Uh <laughs> Your best option is to hit me up on Twitter, which is at N O M 
N O M A L Y four nine. That's the option because all the other shit's shut down. Yeah. So remember, it is at Anomaly forty nine, not Anomaly, which is his name, but it's at Anomaly. The at is the A. Anomaly. Yeah. Where where can they see your thick thighs and save their lives? I'm on here, but I'm not on here, so I share random ass memes. So that's one thing you'll see some random shit on my page. That's for sure. We gotta get you a Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I am ever on Instagram, you can find me at Drake's underscore November 18th, where you also random shit. Yeah, it is the reason why I have that as my name because that is my birthday, and yes. I am from Houston, and that song, that is my theme song for my birthday every year. Yeah, that's a banger. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter. No one cares. Oh, <laughs> I got very the host. I got something for your ass. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I got the power, motherfucker. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, at 3R Show, and you can find this podcast Wrestling is trash on randomrob.com and all the other platforms that you listen to your podcast on. So, on behalf of myself, Anomaly, Kobe, young Anomaly in the background, <laughs> Ryan, this punk motherfucker here. <laughs> we'll see you next time and holla at your boys and girls and dogs.